is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. In several of my episodes, I share with you great questions, statements, comments, and methods to truly improve communication and move things forward. These help reduce conflict, help potentially engender team spirit through better understanding, and even to improve customer service. When there is a true conflict, misunderstanding, or a refusal to understand the other person, I want to share with you a fabulous statement. Here it is. Help me see your viewpoint. Think of it as a wide river. Imagine the Mississippi River. You're on one side and the person with whom you're having this communication issue is on the other side. What you both see is different. You may have the same location in general on the Mississippi River. You might even be able to see each other depending on at what point of the river you're on. But that doesn't mean that you're seeing the same things. Just because you can see each other does not mean that you understand exactly the vantage point that that other person has. You actually would have to walk across the bridge to where they are standing and then you can see what they see. Or vice versa, they walk over to your side of the river, stand where you're standing, and then they can see what you see. When you ask that question, help me see your viewpoint, you are inviting them or you are initiating that first step across the bridge. Because what they see is different from what you see. And what you see is different from what they see. Neither is necessarily wrong and neither is necessarily right. But you're not going to get any farther along in this conflict if there isn't some attempt, and hopefully a successful attempt at that, to see exactly what the other one sees. And then once you have that, then the two of you can work together, co-create, collaborate, a step forward. Let me give you an example. Several years ago, I was working with an international client and she came to me with what she needed help on in her business. Based on what she told me she needed and based on her budget, I suggested a particular package. Now, what was interesting is I actually proposed two different packages, which I normally don't do. It's either one package or it's a, a larger one. In essence, I gave her two smaller packages. And I told her, I don't normally do this, but because you have two very discrete projects and needs, I'm making an exception. One project will fulfill this one need and this other 
package project will fulfill this other need. And so we finalized the contract and started working. So we got into the first package with her first project, completed that, and it took much longer than we'd anticipated for a few unforeseen reasons, health and travel and, and the like. So it took longer than, than we anticipated, as I said. We moved into the second package with the second project. And she asked if instead of doing this second project, we could just continue work on the first one. In essence, rolling over the unused portion of package number two to package number one. And I thought about it, whether I would do this, because it was not what we had agreed upon and what we had agreed upon had been very specific and I did it for the reasons I mentioned before, because she had two discrete separate needs and therefore she could have these two different packages. And I thought about it and I decided to not honor her request. Just because one of our core values is extreme service, that doesn't necessarily mean to the detriment of yourself or your organization. And so I had to do what was right for our company, even if that meant denying a request from a client. So I responded to her graciously and explained my position. She was not happy. She came back and said, I don't understand why we can't just apply the second package to the first set of needs. And I tried to explain again. I would have recommended a completely different package if this is what we were going to do, which was spend all the time on this first need. It would have looked much different what I would have recommended and proposed and probably that we would have contracted and, and continued the work. And she still didn't understand. And so I said, help me see your, your viewpoint because here's my viewpoint. Here's my point of view. I hope you can see that. Help me see your point of view. Help me see what you see. And what's interesting is her one-line response to that email was, I'll see if I can try to put something together. And she never reached back out. Even when, after a few weeks, I reached out, because I do believe in follow-up, there was nothing. I suspect it's because she realized that her point of view wasn't going to work. <laughs> uh, there was no way that if I came over the bridge that I would see her point of view in any way that would change my mind and, and basically negate the contract that we had in place. And she wasn't happy with it and she couldn't figure out a gracious way to get out of that. And that's unfortunate. Um, so that language, to go back to it, help me see your viewpoint. Help me see what you see. Is very powerful 
and really can be that catalyst for greater understanding, for moving things forward, for solving problems, for dissolving miscommunication or the refusal to see somebody else's point of view. Does that phrase always work? No. As in the case of my former client, it didn't work. Or maybe it actually did. Because when I laid out my point of view and then invited her to share her point of view with me, she couldn't because she realized she didn't actually have a leg to stand on. And so therefore, maybe it did actually work. It didn't work in the way that I was hoping, which was we could resolve that issue and continue to work together and I could help her solve the needs that she had initially come to me with. That was the ideal solution in my mind because I want to provide the services for which I was contracted. Some of you might be listening and saying, well, hey, you made some extra money because you didn't have to fulfill that, that second project. That does not make me happy, actually, which is why I thought, well, maybe that was a failure. Now that I'm thinking about that situation and processing it here on this episode, I'm realizing that statement did work. It may not have allowed the resolution that I wanted, but that resolution probably wasn't possible. She wanted what she wanted. She wasn't going to get it. She realized she didn't really have a good claim to get what she wanted. And evidently for her, the best option was to just disappear. As I said, unfortunate. And in the end, I stayed in integrity with what I offer, my contracts, the work that I do, and standing for myself. Another example is one that a colleague brought to us recently. And in this situation, the colleague has a team of affiliates. And the affiliates go out and do whatever it is they do to promote the colleagues' services and products. And then, of course, any sales they make, they get commissions on. Great. And the way that it works, because they're affiliates, is the affiliates make the sale, they get the first tier of commission, and then their managing director gets the second tier of commission. But that affiliate is that first line. They're responsible for making the sales. They're responsible for nurturing the customers, all of that. So the affiliate came to our colleague and asked her to sponsor a table at an event. So here's how this situation played out. The affiliate came to our colleague and asked for her support at his event so that she could kind of be a a staff person, feet on the ground, being able to talk to people while her affiliate was managing and running this big event. No problem. She was willing to show up, staff the table, talk to people, and all of the, any buying customers would have been her affiliates. She was there as a support person on, on his side, so to speak, representing him. They had done events like that before, and it worked out, and that was the understanding. 
Well, her affiliate came back a couple of days before the event and said, well, you need to buy a sponsor table for $500. And our colleague scratched her head and said, "Um, why am I buying a sponsor table at your event for $500? That doesn't make sense. And there was a lot of back and forth, and I recommended to our colleague, ask your affiliate, what is it that he sees? What's his viewpoint? And invite him to help you see what he sees. The, that's the nice way to put it. The not so nice is, why in the world would I do this? <laughs> Please explain to me why I would do this. Now, since we are about positive communication and positive culture, the different, more gracious and graceful way to say that is, help me see what you see. Help me to understand. It's another way to put that. Help me to understand. Here's my viewpoint. I'm here donating my time, helping staff what I thought was your table for your sales, yes, obviously I'm going to get a percentage of, of the sales that you make, but these are your sales. So why am I sponsoring a table for $500 when these are primarily going to be your sales? And what ended up coming out of this situation was that the affiliate actually hadn't thought it through, <laughs> had not gone through the details and didn't didn't actually, on his own, cross the bridge to his director's viewpoint to see what it is she saw. However, when she invited him to do so, then they were able to have a much more meaningful conversation. And the resolution was, yes, that did not make sense for her to sponsor her own table when primarily he wanted her there to support him. And be pretty much feet on the ground, his face representing him while he was doing these other things. So to recap, when there's a conflict, and before you go too far into back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, like a tennis match, before it gets too far, stop the conversation and say, I think We are seeing things from different vantage points. Help me see what you see. Help me to understand. And then I will share with you what I see and my vantage point. And then let's see if we can come to some common ground in the middle, perhaps, or we will see how we need to change our own vantage point. I hope you have found this helpful. And I'll be interested to hear if it changes the way you look at certain situations with that metaphor of different sides of the river and you have to cross the bridge in order to see the same thing the other one sees, as well as how this language works for you. Until next time, may you thrive.